Hello, I'm Tom Stever with Soil Smart, a podcast from the Soil Health Partnership. In our podcasts, we're talking soil health, why it matters, the ag practices that foster it, and the farmers who live it. Today, we're talking to Nathan Fields, Vice President of Production and Sustainability for the National Corn Growers Association. We're talking about the reasons for the NCGA to prioritize soil health and sustainability. Really, uh, the biggest asset that a grower has is the land that he farms. And making sure that we're taking care of that resource in the context of conservation measures has been something that growers have been engaged in for a long time. And now we're really beginning to understand a lot more of what those long-term benefits are. And it's really due to the fact that we're approaching this from a soil health kind of standpoint. So that's why our support is behind soil health, because it's a realization of a, a long set of practices being defined in a way that's really relatable. The Farm Bill was passed in the year that it was introduced, which is an exception, but let's talk about what is in the Farm Bill and how that would affect sustainability. Absolutely, absolutely. Every Farm Bill that's passed, we talk about more conservation measures, more title to resources that have been made available. Well, potentially available. We need to get all of those funds appropriated for those conservation measures. But again, this farm bill, we did see some progress. Aside from the fact that it was passed in the same year that it was introduced, which was fantastic, we did see some new provisions come in there specifically citing soil health and how that relates to all the other conservation practices and some of the risk mitigation tools for growers. So we're really excited that the farm bill recognizes soil health and that we can hopefully get some more resources behind it. When I talk to farmers one of the big things that they're concerned about, they always bring up regulatory relief. What regulation changes are out there that could impact farmers the most as far as sustainability and soil health is concerned? Each farm bill, you get iterations of of regulations that are are fine-tuned, and this farm bill is no different. It's not just soil health and and regulations around that, but, you know, there's always increased attention to water quality and crop protection chemicals and and how that all relates. So we're going to see iterations and evolutions of of farm policy and regulations around that, and we need to be sensitive to that. I think beyond the farm bill, though, is that there is a different regulatory, if you will, regulatory threshold, and that is the general public and the consumer and what they want to see uh, farming and how they want to see it evolve. So we have to be sensitive to both the, the government regulations and the people eating and consuming our food. So the Farm Bill has passed, but now from here on out, what are NCGA's legislative priorities? Well, now we pivot. We've got some good risk mitigation tools that are being established legislatively. Well, regulatorily, we want to get that farm bill implemented and we would like to see the government back up and functioning so we can get that done. Secondarily, we're looking to support market demand for corn products and that is making sure that the USMCA new trade pack is pushed through and also making sure we have the adequate support for the biofuels markets and looking at how high octane and low carbon fuels can enhance the greenhouse gas footprint of liquid transportation fuels and how we can continue to grow that market. Nathan, it's well known that the Soil Health Partnership is under the umbrella of the NCGA, but there are certainly other collaborations that are evident at the Soil Health Summit here. What is the power in those 
collaborations? Uh, absolutely. It is the entire agricultural community really finding a great level of cohesion that we haven't seen in the past. Sure, different sectors of ag have different opinions or different positions on certain policy measures, but we've really coalesced around the, the idea of soil health, and that's a very powerful tool. The Dairy Innovation Center is here. I know our, our friends over in the pork industry are very interested in soil health. And I think it, why that is the case is because soil health is something that's relatable to the public. Conservation measures, buffer strips, and all of that stuff, the general public doesn't care about that, but they understand two very, very simple words, soil and health. And we have all rallied around that, and it's been a fantastic, fantastic opportunity. There is a rather diverse list of organizations that are represented at the Soil Health Summit. That diversity alone probably creates a unique atmosphere here. What are the advantages of having these diverse groups come together like this? The advantage of that is is that we get to have the conversations with our big corporate partners. The fact that we have McDonald's here talking to growers about corn production. I mean, that is an incredible span of the value chain that we're talking about here. And we get that opportunity to share what sustainability practices, what greenhouse gas footprints mean to those corporate partners and the decisions that they make in sourcing their grain and the sustainability practices that they want to support, how that impacts the entire value chain. So it's a level of learning and interaction that we haven't seen before, and it's been really, really exciting. Thank you for joining us for Soil Smart. To find more podcasts and information from the Soil Health Partnership, go to soilhealthpartnership.org or subscribe through iTunes or Google Play.